Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Jeez, you're a bigger downer than a German bedtime story. There once was a boy who liked to suck his thumbs. His mother asked him to stop, but he wouldn't. So she cut off his thumbs. Now he has no thumbs. Good night. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. <laughs> this is the uh, February 22nd. Yeah. Uh, the George Washington's birthday, President's Day edition of the Planet Mikey podcast. And I'm the president myself of this podcast. And you cannot tell a lie. Yeah, in, fa- in fact, when I was president, they called me, the women called me, Millard Fillmore. That's true. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday to Patio Furniture. Yeah, yeah, Patio. Birthday. I'll just throw that in there. It's not just yeah, it's not just Patio Furniture's birthday and George Washington's birthday. It's also Ted Kennedy's birthday. Oh, he's no longer with us. You know, he had a dog named Splash. Did he? Yes, his dog was uh, one of those. Uh, it's like a water dog. It's called. So he, he named it Splash. He's a lots of dog, but no. Nineteen seventy-one. Did he name him? Uh, that's, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was. <laughs> that's the voice of our guest. I'm going to introduce him in a moment. But oh, first, I'm let sorry. me say, Bill Smith. They read no, the description. No. They already know you're here. <laughs> it's one of the things I've always wondered why they do it in podcasts. Like, let me introduce to the guest that you. Well, some people just listen. On. They don't. They don't. You know, they just listen to it. They subscribe. But we do have a special guest this evening. Yes, we do. Along with Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen. This is my trusted cabinet on President's Day, right here. We have. We'll get just about guy as much done. A guy, <laughs> guy who's really done it all in the broadcast industry. Okay, well, he's never hosted the Tonight Show. Right. Yep. Never. I'll say that right up front. He's never been on a podcast. Never been on a podcast. Well, he's never won an Edward R. Murrow Award either for a report reportage. So, but he's done. All, he's done pretty much everything yep. in the broadcast industry. He's sort of TV, radio, stage, screen. Uh, and he, I might say he's all done all this broadcasting in a very professional manner. Tell him about all the stuff I've done the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nothing. The one thing you did, Greg Dickerson is our guest, everybody. Greg Dickerson! That's Greg. Hey! hey! A guy who was not only at my wedding 19 years ago with Gary, uh, what's his name? Fang Wei. Fang... Tang, no, Tang Wei. I saw Tang Wei on a movie the other night. <laughs> what was he doing? There's a movie called uh, Don't Look Up. It had... Um, it's about a midget. Leonardo DiCaprio. Le- yeah, Leonardo. Jennifer Watch Lawrence. And, and he, played a, <laughs> Why, he played a news reporter. He did, a, he did a good job. He did. Well, he's got that newsman voice, doesn't he? He certainly does. That yes. million-dollar voice. Uh, Greg Dickerson has been doing all kinds of stuff. And the first time I ever heard you, you were on with Tangway. It was on a Worcester radio station. Oh, yeah, sweet. I was his I was his producer. What year was that? 1995. Holy Wow, that's a long time ago. And we haven't spoken in five years. You really haven't? No, I haven't talked to him in a long time. We were very close. I was in his wedding. I was at your wedding. I was in his wedding. Were you the groom or the bride? What? Both. Oh, let me ask you right off the I saw that. What what caused that that rift? I don't know. We were really close, and then all of a sudden, he kind of just ghosted me. You haven't talked to him for any reason? No reason. He got, I don't know if you remember, he got sick. Um, he yeah. got sick about four or five years, about about four years ago. So I reached out to him. Just yeah, how you doing? Hope everything's okay. If you need anything, yada yada yada. Who is Never this? heard back. Right? What? That's the wrong number. Never heard back from him, and I didn't want to bother him anymore. And but what the? That's, that's weird, yeah, man. Anyway, so he's a nice guy. 
That's what everybody's. To be. That's what other well, people say. Then again, he might have a, he might have a picture of you in the house. You know, by did that. you, did you like thump his puppy or something? No, I didn't or? do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> we should get Tangray on next week and then get to the bottom. No, of this. anybody that won't talk to Greg Dickerson in four years, I don't want him on this show. Oh, I'm man. looking for a Maury Povich esque episode. Yeah. We'll get you both on. Get to the bottom. I of would it. like you to we'll if find you would out do the that, test that, results. That would be great because I would like to know. Like I said, we were really. Close. We're yeah, best of friends. Yeah. Yes, we did. I, I bailed him out of jail once. You Whoa. did? Yes. Only once? Just once. That's you were both in my wedding pictures. One of you standing at one end of the, you know, it was you and, and Tang Wei and my wife and I and Raditz. And Bill yeah. Lee was there and they had the Guinness girls. Remember, it was a sponsored yeah. wedding. Yeah, it was very, at the Guinness bar. Very, we had the Guinness bar inside of our studio. Very odd wedding. Yeah. I thought that was very nice of you. 50 grand is a lot to pay for a friend's bond. <laughs> um, yeah. You're a good man. What, what was he in jail for? Uh, he went. Here's the funny thing: we we both went to a Jimmy Buffett show separately. So I'm plastered. I get home, phone <laughs> rings about midnight, and I'm still, you know, shaking it off. Hey, Slicky. Hey, what are you doing? I just got home from the con. What? What? It's it's twelve thirty. I wanna I wanna go to bed. Yeah, well, I got uh, I got pulled over, and uh, I'm in the state police barracks in Charlton. Can you come get me? In Charlton. And so, so I have to sober up. So here I am. I probably shouldn't be driving. And I get in my car. I drive out to Charlton. One drunk picking up, up another right. drunk. Exactly <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm waving to the cop from across the street. Don't don't come near me. Don't come near me. Uh, that's a, well. Now, did Mutt call you when he had his drunk driving up in the? the no, room? he did not. No, no, he didn't call me either. No. He didn't call me either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love. I wish I would. I wish I could have been there for his perp walk, though. That would have been. I would have been the guy throwing fecal matter at him oh. like a monkey. Yeah, Mutt and I don't get along. Yeah, why is that? I, who doesn't get along with Mutt? He's an asshole. Okay, well, you want to tell me why? Yeah, a lot of reasons. His backstabbing, uh, he and Minahan basically got me forced out of EEI, and he took my job. And, you know, and he's a lying sack of shit. The people and places depicted in the Planet Mikey podcast are purely fictional. Any similarities to actual people, places, or things, living or dead, is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in any way during the production of this podcast. Well, okay, we did play Red Rocket with one of the puppies. <laughs> so, Mutt, no, he's totally puppy. screwed me. And plus, I got to tell you something, you know, uh, like you're, you're a good broadcaster. When I listen to you on the radio, you're always entertaining and professional and a good boy. I listen to Mutt on the air, I go, who's this fucking stutz? Oh, oh man. Stutz? I mean, yeah, he's an How asshole. How dare you call him a stutz? <laughs> Anyway, no, he knows I know. He he knows how I feel. I like see. I like. Don't hold it against me that yeah. I like Mutt. Well, you, he's never fucked me over. You, exactly. So, okay? But you didn't give him time. Okay. He but when he does, eventually, then I'll come to your side. He would have. Minahan taught him. Minahan taught him how to be a, a, a prick, and uh, Mutt, impl- you know, implemented that plan on me and got my job. I'm going to change the subject no here for deal. a second. Why? Thank you. Yeah, well, here's why. This, <laughs> no, this, I, I just thought of something. You know, uh, Greg, remember when uh, when you arrived, you saw Mikey, he had a bag with him. Mm-hmm. And inside the bag, you know, sometimes he shows up with just a plastic bag or a paper bag or some kind of bag. And he's always got his stuff in there that he carries around yeah. with him. It's, it's like f- a purse. It's like a homeless person. It, yes. It's like, and falls it's like all a hobo. Right. Like and it's usually a stick attached. <laughs> and before he leaves, he's just got to go gather everything up and throw it back in the bag. Well, yep. because the 19th was Mikey's birthday. Oh. Ah, uh, the uh, podcast bought him a little present, and I'd like to oh. present this to you right now with uh, love and devotion from your pals here. It's a giant at, brick of hash. At the Planet Mikey <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> what is this? Seriously? You'll have to open it up. Made in China. All right, take it back. No, could, it could be anything. It's made by the, <laughs> the good people of China. I didn't know you shopped at Walmart. There's one or two of them there. <laughs> what is this? Just open it up. This oh, is, it's a bra. Thank is, you. It's a man's ear. This is something to help you uh, navigate through life. It's the world's largest wallet. <laughs> it's made of foreskins. Oh, my God. So I rub it, it turns into a suitcase? That's right. That's got a phone charger that's built in. That's nice. Everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. See, you put all your I didn't stuff. know you were a bag. You will never use it that's right. once. You got a little strap. You can, you can you know, wear it in the front. Made by Sidayabolo. You know what you can do with it? Regift it. No. Are you going to keep it? I'll give him my old one. I'll give him. So Thank there you, you go. Thank you very much. That's very kind and thoughtful it's of you. It's a nice little uh, Indiana Jones <laughs> satchel nice. for you. Happy uh, birthday, Mike. You know what? As old as I am now, and I had a birthday well, last well, Saturday. What is this? Yeah. You want this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm still not as old as Oprah. Okay. I'm still not as old as Howard Stern. Okay. Or as rich. I could still catch them both on the financial Scale, mm. just by working hard. You still, you know, you do have time. You do work hard now, and you're due for another comeback. I am, yeah. I, my whole life has been nothing but comebacks. You know, you think that I'm like Don Rickles or something. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, thank you for that. You're welcome. When's your birthday, Greg Dickerson? Uh, it just happened. When? January 29th. Shut oh. up! No, I swear I think to that's you, it's Howard Stern's man. birthday. Oh, I think man. it is. Oh, no, it's Oprah's. It's Oprah's. Oprah's yes. and somebody else. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. See, I'm born the same year as both those guys. And, you know, what, what did I miss? In the, in the two weeks it took me to get born after they were born in January of yeah. 1954. What did I miss? What did they miss? No, I missed something because look at them. They got all, they got houses, talent, got boats. But look at you. <laughs> talent. Look at you. Do you think they're really happy with all that money and all the toys? Yes. No, and all that not. stuff? No. Do you, they, have you ever seen them frown? No. Yeah, no. exactly. I've never seen them nude either. You know, well, you don't want to see either <laughs> of them. Don't you worry. Uh, so I got to say this: Greg Dickerson. One time we were doing a Saturday show, you and I, the WEI. It was yeah. a, I don't know, fill-in weekend shift or something. And you, what did I do? You were so. This was one of the great moments ever in my broadcast career. He's talking, and he's talking to the guy in the air, and and, and the guy on the phone, and the guy waits. There's a like, little second of dead air there, and I hear. <laughs> oh, that? you shit yourself on live? No, was it me? And, and then, no, then you made a face. You didn't. We, we none of us alluded to it, but I heard it. Was it a queef? And I look over, and, and you, Greg Dixon's looking around like, "Who did that?" <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. It's my dog. I brought you're my like, dog into the you're, studio. You're all looking all around. You're like, "There's someone else in the room," <laughs> and it, no one ever said, "Oh, what was that?" You know, it, it was. That really had funny. to be like 15 or 20 years ago. I do that all the time now. Oh, okay. It's like a regular say, thing say, for me did now. You, did you stop for? You just all of a sudden closed the closed the uh, the alley. The alley. Yeah. Um, so Greg Dickerson's our guest. He had a birthday January 29th. Yep. We're glad to have him in here. We haven't seen him in a long time. What are you doing? Nothing. What do you want to do? Nothing. Mm. How's that? <laughs> Is that enough? Success in my book. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, no, I want to do something. Yeah. I want what? I have no idea, Why but you I want to do something. back on the air? I've tried. I, it, uh, it, this is going to shock you, okay? Are you ready for this? This is going to shock you. I'm a 51-year-old white man. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, uh, how do I put this? Not a lot of opportunities for me. There, there have to be. You're, I, you're too good not to be I've on the tried, and, and I've tried in the business, out of the business. People say to me, yeah, but you don't have any experience doing this. No, a chemical engineer? No, you don't have a degree. You don't have the experience. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, I can't find 
anything. I am a I am a hobo. I am like you, except I don't have the bag with the stick. With the hobotics. You right. Know, if there was uh, one thing in the world that you could do and you knew you wouldn't fail, what would it be? I'd go back. Just go back on the air. I just, the air. I just miss. I miss this. Yeah. I miss just being on the air. Yep. I just miss talking. Yeah. There's only so much talking to my dog, <laughs> my 13-year-old kid, and my wife that I can do. I, now, ju- I, I miss doing that. Do they leave the room when you start? Uh, usually, yeah. They leave before <laughs> I even so start. You, you have a son who's 13? I have a son who's 13. So basically, my whole entire life is I'm a house husband and I coach sports. That's what I do. Well, two very noble causes, yep. no question. But that's you a know waste that of pays? your talent. Nothing. Exactly. Zero, yeah. Right. So Negative, actually, because right. you got to buy all the groceries. Right. Exactly. You know, the thing is, though, you, there's so many people on the air that are no, nowhere can't hold a candle to you, talent-wise. And you know, you have a good voice. You've been, you've had a lot of experience. You were a sideline reporter for the Celtics on television. You've worked at major market radio stations. What, what, why are we hearing Nobody all these? Hire me. Nobody sh- hire why are we hearing all these shitball schmucks on the air that suck? There are. It, it's okay. So it's not just me then. I'm not the only one, and I don't want to shit all over people. I do. But there's a there's a lot of bad radio out there. Awful. There's a lot of bad radio out there. It's awful. It is, and it's. it's and, and the worst part, they keep getting. What frustrates me is I've had my issues in the past dealing with mental illness, and and I've had I've had problems. But I'd like to get a second chance. Nobody will give me a second chance. I see a guy. Like, you know who Elliot Spitzer is? Yes. Elliot Spitzer right. gets a friggin' job <laughs> at WABC in goddamn New York. Right. A high-paid half-million-dollar-a-year job. Yeah, and he's a diddler. And he's a diddler <laughs> in jail. He can get a job, and I can't get a fifteen-dollar-an-hour job. Yep. I see. That's so a, it's frustrating. That's a, that's a waste. Yeah. Now, Other than plus, that, none of the I'm problems, not upset about it at all. But none of the problems that you ever had <laughs> manifested themselves in a bad performance on the air, did it? I mean, I don't remember. I don't think so, no. no. So it wasn't like it. By the way, there's been a lot of guys who've had various kinds of issues who are on the air and still are on the air and work through them on the air. And how come you, why don't you get that second chance? That's ridiculous. Nobody will, nobody will give me a shot. It was a waste. When I I'm buy trying. a radio station, you're the first guy. I appreciate hire, that. Will you pay? Uh, mornings. You can do mornings. No, 16 bucks an hour. That's too early. No, no. Ten, oh, ten, I think we're starting to see a trend here. <laughs> I, I need to make more than $16 no, an hour. No, and no, it's going to be, a, it's gotta be oh, after yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning, okay? Oh, geez. Other like, than that. Yeah, 10 to noon, uh, you know, eighteen fifty an hour. I mean, that's all Done. I got. That works. Done. Done. Fine. I'll take it. What Done. the hell? Now, I mean, let's just check out his Wikipedia page because we do this with our guests. We say, is Wikipedia accurate with all these, with these people that we have in here, the famous people that come in? I got it right here. Greg Dickerson is a Boston sportscaster who served wrong. as the Celtics. <laughs> Already wrong. As the Boston Celtics sideline reporter and co-host of Sports Tonight for Comcast Sportsnet New England. Now, that's when I, about when I had my wedding there, isn't it? Yes. It's a great, great wedding. I, they, you know, they never let me back on TV after that, in that on that network. That you? was not my fault. No, I know. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> that was not my fault. Who's the guy? Bill Brandon? Bill Bridgen. Bill Br- he, he didn't like no, me. I don't so. think it was him. No, no, no. It wasn't him. No? It was not him. It was Len Mead. Let me jerk off. He didn't like me. Oh, did not like yeah. that guy. Yeah, did he, not like that guy at all. Yeah, he's oh, he's scum. a phony. Scum, phony, <laughs> yeah. dirtbag. I thought he was pissed because all my people guests at the at the wedding party, which we held in the Comcast Sportsnet studios, were smoking weed. Well, he, well, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> so you invite Mike Adams, who who has a reputation. Yes. Okay. He likes to have fun. Yep. You invite him to come in and have his wedding on the air. 
What the hell do you think is going to occur? With Billy as the best man. Exactly. (laughs) What do you think? It's going to be cookies and milk? Oh, God. And my my wife's parents, you know, they came from Ohio, and they're very, very serious. They were very serious, uh, somber, religious people. And they came from Ohio, and they said, wait a minute. Okay, so we're going to our daughter's wedding, and it's being held in a TV studio. With live cameras and and uh, all kind, and this guy Bill Lee is the best man, <laughs> and she's and, marrying this psychopath. And it's sponsored over here, by Martin. the whole wedding is sponsored by Guinness. Harold, what's that they're smoking at? <laughs> yeah, you know? And then they're shoving you out of there so they can do a TV show afterwards. That's right. And and they're saying, well, what, what's going on here? And the weird thing was that Bill Lee has been best man for five different people. He told me this. He said, my marriage was the only one that lasted <laughs> out of the five times he was a best man. So, I mean, 19 years I've been married now since I, 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 I'll tell you the truth. I'm like, no chance. <laughs> 19 years ago, I, I give this thing three years. Yeah. So God bless you for making it 19. It's because I is it because I had my tuxedo had assless chaps. <laughs> Not all all chaps are assless. Legendary. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's actually true. All right, let me continue this. Dickerson's career began in 1995 at WWTM Worcester, Massachusetts, and WBZ Radio in Boston. That is true. Both? Yeah. That is true. I worked at both, yes. At the same time. What did you do at BZ at the time? Uh, I was doing sports updates. Oh, Remember, okay. BZ used to do sports on weekends. Yep. Right. So, that's, right. that's what I did. At 15 after the hour. He was also... Well, you remember that. I don't remember that's that. The, from 97 to 2002, he was the Celtics' public address announcer. Is that before Eddie... Eddie Palladino, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was, was me and it was guy. Eddie. Love Eddie. Eddie's so. been doing it for twenty years now. He's a he's a wonderful guy. Give us some public address stuff. What would you say? Antoine Walker for three. <laughs> nice echo. So way. hey, uh, Wick Gro- I don't know if Wick Grosbeck listens to this. You know if Eddie Palladino. Oh, everybody listens to this. If Eddie has a stroke or heart attack or everybody dead, I'm available. <laughs> Eddie Palladino, you you've announced already that you're available, and I think you're going to get something out of it. We already set a, a fair rate, eighteen fifty right. an, an hour, ten to noon. Let's make it eighteen. I'll do eighteen. Let's skip off the fifty. I'll do the eighteen. Round it up. Give him a discount. Give him a Greg Dickerson was also the PA announcer for the Worcester Ice Cats of the AHL. He joined FSN New England Celtics broadcast team during the 2002-2003 season as pre and post. Who the hell wrote this? Wikipedia. Like, I know, but who? Who? Somebody writes it for yeah, Wikipedia because they got it exactly right. See, I'm trying to verify its its ver its validity. I think Greg wrote that. Dickerson studied at Dean College in Franklin, Massachusetts, before where he was the big man on campus. Yep. And before he transferred to Emerson College, where he earned his degree. How the hell did? Right? Who is, that, is, that, is, is it accurate? Yes, that's that someone at true. Comcast back in the day. Right? Oh yeah. Is this part accurate too? People on air. Greg is hung like a field mouse. Was that? That is true. That, no, that's, they got that's something. My, oh, okay. Now I know. My wife wrote it. Okay, <laughs> makes sense now. Uh, so now you go an update on, on Greg Dickerson. May you get a job soon and Thank not you. waste that great talent you have going. And you've had it forever. And I don't want you know. I'll, I'll call whoever doesn't hire you and say, what the fuck are you doing not hiring this guy? I would appreciate that. I will. And I want you to use that exact language. Well, I won't give I a shit. I want you to say did that you, to him. Did you ever do PA announcing? And then I'll say, well, okay, what about me? <laughs> you can't hire me too. No, PA announcing? Yeah. No. Bill? No, but I did some booth announcing. What's booth announcing? Oh, that's booth what's top of the channel hour. Channel 7, yes. I was, I was the uh, the guy at Channel 7. And Channel 2. I did Channel yeah. 2. for. You're watching WFSB-TV, CBS Broadcasting yeah. in Hartford. Coming up at 5. Boy. And they used to have a live guy in there for the top of the hour ID. Yeah. Oh, did you, did you do one of these things? Put your, I, put oh, your hand oh. over your ear. Yeah. Now uh, the 5 o'clock news. Yeah. That's how they did it in 1958. So. <laughs> uh, right? I used to be a booth announcer, too, but I had a little speech impediment at the time, so they fired me because I'd say, 
This is WFSB Channel 3, Hartford, your CBS station. I did, uh, I did like two a... games for the Revs and did such a bad job the second game. I was never asked back. PA? Yes. Really? Yes. I did a couple so of Revs games, too. The first one, it was fine. It was not a problem. I, you know, I didn't really screw anything up. Nothing. It went fine. What did you say? So what second, happened? Second game, I had a new person, like, as the director of the operation. Blame somebody else. It was someone else's fault. Well, no. Because the first game, I went by the sheet. I went exactly by the sheet. And the second game, the sheet was different from what was on the monitor in the stadium. So I'm announcing the wrong people from what they can see on the stadium. Mm-hmm. So Matt Turner, the goalie's up there, and I'm, yeah. you know, introducing Diego yeah. Fagundes. So yeah, I completely, so I completely fucked really up your fuck up, but the, it looked like your fuck up. Yeah, but it was still my. Fuck Does up. it really matter? It's soccer. So you got a 13, hey, how dare you? You got a 13 year old son. I have a 13 year old son. What's your son's name? Cole. 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 Yes. Cole Dickerson. Cole sounds Dickerson like, sounds like an athlete like to a me. Gun fighter. Um, yeah. yeah. I have, a, I have an 11 and a 15. Yeah, and it's uh, he'll trade his good... eleven fifteen for your thirteen. No, I wanted you to ask you since oh, you're not doing it. Yeah, I like the you know I, I wouldn't mind my son going back to eleven. So I I might make that deal. <laughs> no, that's the reason a two I for ask, one. The reason I ask is because he's not he doesn't do, do anything right now. Maybe he can babysit and get oh spring me to lift drive. <laughs> do or, they, do or they join the lift ranks? I'll say, Andy will. Uncle Greg's coming over again today. No. He's going to make us watch the Celtics. And he's going to be drinking a little. So, uh, by the way, speaking of drinking, we are sponsored by the... Come on, get it out, Mike. Apothecary, uh, which is the coolest new brewery in North Reading, in anywhere in Massachusetts. Uh, And it's in North Reading on Main Street, and it's uh, run by the great Jimmy Dietz. He has all those huge tanks filled with beer and all the different uh, uh, strengths and and flavors of the different beers. It's the Apothecary, and we have... All of our guests on the Planet Money Podcast receive a gift certificate to go to the Hypothecary. So enjoy I, that. I didn't get mine yet. <laughs> oh, he. Uh, see what I'm trying to do? See what I'm trying to do? Hey, I don't have a job, Mike, so if I can get an extra one, you know, <laughs> right. see what I'm trying to do? You should be happy with what you get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he tried. He, he tried. It's good was, effort. It's good effort. Yeah. I gotta, hold on. I'm going to blow my nose. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. That Do you often that fart wasn't when you my blow nose. Is <laughs> that the sound that I made that time we were working together on the radio? That's right. Well, that's that old, that old thing when you're a little kid, you're learning about sex, you know, when you're with a girl and you say, can I put my finger in your belly button? Remember that? Excuse me, no. And then, she, I... and then she says, uh, that's not my belly button. And you say, uh, that's not my finger. I never asked. She had an Audi. Let me ask you this. Yes. Since you've got a 15-year-old. Yes, I do. Have you had the talk yet? I don't think I need to. I think the internet is taking care of all that for me. Do you even do you even cross that path or say no. anything? You do know, you just avoid it like like I do? Hey, he already knows it's a miracle <laughs> that he's even here. <laughs> that much he knows. I mean, you know, if I was the sold... internet is what's teaching him, he's going to think sex takes uh, place in like a dungeon all right. the time or something. Wait, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, there's my, I uh, I you know I'm, I was so old when I had my last son. I was in my fifties and I thought we were going to have an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but they both are uh, happy to be so you had one when? How, how old were you when you had the 11 year old? 50, 56 Oh, so I got five years then Do you recommend oh, yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, go ahead I wouldn't mind having do, another do what kid what you gotta do I wouldn't mind having another kid It's it's a great idea And you're only 51 Yeah Then right? I have to have sex with my wife And I don't really want to do that <laughs> That's That's <laughs> <laughs> He said that was that was a good line. That yeah, was very good. Yeah. Um, 
So does your does your son play sports? He does. Yeah, Which, I coach uh, I coach yeah. him in basketball, well, football, and baseball. All good basketball three. player. Yeah, he's uh, yeah he's he's uh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty okay. good. <laughs> how do I how do I put this? He needs to get in better shape. He oh. knows the he knows the game very well. He needs but to get he, taller. He could yes. He needs to stretch out a little bit. Yeah. He needs to get a little taller. Yes, a little more wind, a little yeah. blacker. What, what yes. did you play? No, no, just a little taller. You sure? Well, okay. well, yeah, that might help. Too. What yeah. did you play for sports in yourself in in uh, school? Uh, baseball and basketball? Baseball. How about you? Baseball, basketball, football. Football, football. Yeah. You, you know that I'm the only guy in the room that got two varsity letters in the same season? <laughs> Track doesn't count. Get out of here. Shut up. Of course it counts. <laughs> I did a mile in four minutes and 40 seconds. I, that doesn't count? What? No. What? No. Would, would it count if I was a female swimmer at UPenn trans into a male? Yes. I mean, the other way yes, around? Of course. Yes, That's how yeah. it works. You didn't know that? You'd be lost. Baseball and track in the spring season of 1971. Okay, tell, tell them how you got your letter in baseball, though. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> Let's be real about how you okay. got that letter. I was on a track team, and I was going to get a letter in that because I was, you know, their, their miling guy. Did the mile. Somebody came over from the baseball team. This is at Avon, at Avon Old Farms Prep School where there was only 200 students, so they didn't have a big pool of people to draw from. So somebody came over and goes, we, our pitcher got hurt. Can anybody here pitch? I said, yeah, I can pitch. Age 17. Yeah, I haven't pitched since I was in Little League. Yeah, I can pitch. All right, come over after the playing and practice. See if we can. I go over there. Tony Amendola was the catcher. His father worked for Adirondack Bats, and he was best friends with Joe Torrey. Oh. And this guy was a really serious catcher. And he said, I threw fastball. Try a curve. Oh, that was bad. He said, you're going to throw all fastballs. That's it, <laughs> just fastballs. So they needed a pitcher to start one game. In order to get your letter, you had to pitch, play at least seven innings of a varsity game. So I pitched four innings in the first game. I got the win as a starter. You know, I gave up a couple runs, but whatever. Then they put me in the next game as the closer, and I pitched three innings, and I got the save. Damn. So I was 1-0 and with a save, exactly seven innings, and I earned my varsity letter from seven innings of pitching. And my coach, Chico Consuegra, He's like, God damn it, throw fastballs. God damn it. Where'd you go to no high curve. school? Venezuela? A- Avon Old <laughs> He was Cuban. Avon Old Venezuela. Avon Old <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, the, yeah, I was the most famous pitcher they had till Juan Nieves came along. <laughs> Later. That's I got a that tickled story, you. Isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's page yeah. one. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff it's here. two pages? This is unbelievable. I got some stuff here. What do you have? Get- oh, shit. What do you want? All right, so what, what do you want to do first? Do you have any uh, news? Yeah, I got news. You do? Yeah. And now the news. My my name is Pedro Martinez. And this is the news. Did you hear about this? Oh, I better tell you what it is first. Tell me what you know. Yeah. I haven't heard about right. it yet. Uh, the men's 50-kilometer uh, mass start race at the uh, Beijing Olympic Games. Yeah was shortened to 30 kilometers. But that did little to help Finland's Remy Lindholm. Why? He needed a heat pack at the end of the race to thaw out his his penis. Mm. That's a true story. It is. I only do true stories. I thought it was a joke. Lindholm spent another just under an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in howling freezing winds, leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in oh. a cross-country skiing race following a similar incident in Finland last year. 
Uh, he said it was. I'll do it in a Finnish accent. Okay. It was one of the worst DVDs I ever been throwing my life. More Swedish than yeah, Finnish. Oh, like you know the difference? <laughs> no. I just know I'm hungry for meatballs. All right. All right. There's a whore. Oh, here's a joke. There's a so, uh, so wait, 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 he on, did no. it twice. Yeah, this is a joke. I gotta give this before I forget it. Okay. There's a whorehouse up on this hill, and there's one guy rushing. He's going up the hill, uh, and one guy coming down the hill. There's one guy in the whorehouse. What are their nationalities? Uh, the guy going up was uh, Russian. Russian, yeah. The guy coming down was Finnish. 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 The guy in the whorehouse, Himalayan. I'll be telling that to my 13-year-old. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we're talking son, about, here's how it works. See, son. you should have seen it. Son, we were talking about frozen penises tonight. <laughs> By the way, you want a pudding pop? Uh, anyway, so he, uh, he used a heat pack to thaw out his, uh, his unit. His appendage. Was it frostbite? Once the race was over, and he said, when the body parts started to warm up after the pain, after the pain was unbearable, he had a frozen penis. So he's the only one? Yeah. No one else had this problem. Right. Well, his was sticking out of his. So, I mean, was it frozen <laughs> stiff? He was using it for pole plants. <laughs> He was making turns. All right, so anyway, that's a real news story. Yeah. That's a legit and story. And twice. I didn't make that shit up. How do you not retire after the first time you I, do that? I was going to say. A disgraced Louisiana teacher has pleaded guilty to horrific crimes against children and admitted to serving her students cupcakes that contained sperm from her ex-husband, ah. who is awaiting his own trial on child sex crime charges. Cynthia Perkins, age 36, agreed to plead guilty and testify against her ex-44-year-old former SWAT team member Dennis Perkins, who's charged with dozens of child sex crimes. Cynthia was a junior high English teacher until she resigned after the police raided the couple's home in search of the sperm laden cupcakes. Uh, what happened to the good old days when you just put in weed in the cupcakes? Now it's sperm. Those are the good old days. I know. I remember they used to put sperm in the weed. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't keep it lit. Uh, anyway, that's confused that's... how the cream gets in the middle of the cupcakes. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Dad is free under Florida's stand by your... No. What does it say here? Stand your ground. Stand your ground law. Yeah. I thought Tammy Wynette was going to join well, us for okay. a stand by your man moment. Ava Majuri was, uh, has a million followers on TikTok. She's a 14-year-old girl. And her fam she and her family moved from Jersey to Florida after her father, Rob, retired from the police. Uh, her videos on TikTok attracted 18-year-old Eric Rohan Justin, who lived with his mother in Maryland. Now, she's in Florida. He commented on her videos, then bought her phone number from her friends. Bought it. Bought the phone number? Yeah. yeah to, he wanted to contact her, but he couldn't get it. So he bought, he made friends with some of her friends and bought that, her number. So that's scary enough. He started messaging her directly, begging for explicit selfies. Ava's father told him to stop. That's the former cop. He said, don't do this. On July 10th last year, he appeared outside the family's home at 4.30 in the morning with a gun. Mm. He fired one shot through the door and then hid. Ava's father, Rob, retrieved his gun, went to the front of the house, and killed him. Bingo. Rob was not charged because the shooting was deemed legal under Florida's Stand Your Ground law. The family told the story of the New York Times. The stalker's family confirmed it. Two lessons there. First of all, TikTok sucks. It's a Chinese thing, and it's, it's tracing everything you do. 
A. B, don't stalk somebody who's 14 years old because the father could kill you with his gun. My dad used to say, never pick a fight with a stranger. My dad always told me, don't go on TikTok, That's- which was crazy because that was 40 years ago. How did he man ahead of his time? Which reminds me of an Irish joke that I haven't told in months on this an podcast. An Irish joke? <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. Let's set the mood here you for have, You have Irish music? For an Irish... Well, yeah, we do. We have... Uh... Okay, ready? You do? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Poor Margaret. She was walking down the street near the church, and the father came down the stairs, and she said, Oh, Father, Pastor, I'm so sad. My husband, Sean Patrick, passed away last week. And the priest says, Oh, my goodness, Margaret, I'm so sorry to hear that. Did he have any last requests? Margaret says... Only one father. He said, Margaret, would you put down the gun? (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so have you seen that Joe Biden has a new cabinet member? Uh, Yes. Yes, I have. I have seen her. Him. It's a trans, what do you call a a guy who dresses like a woman? Cross-dresser? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how what the mood of the guy drag? was. Maybe he's cross. What must be what? Drag queen, something like that. Yes, yeah, is drag that what they call? basically. <laughs> it's 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 really kind of scary because the rest of the world is going to say, oh, "Oh, new cabinet member in the Biden cabinet." What? Uh, yeah, what? but it's not an important position or anything. No, what is only it? in charge of nuclear? Uh, what? It's a nuclear position. It's something big. It, it, yeah, and it's like it's, the, he's in charge of the button or something. He she has got the pumps on and the lipstick and the shit. Yeah. Have you seen? You haven't seen this picture. Uh, you know, and, and Vladimir Putin's going. Mm-hmm. Okay, America's next. We, we got to find a picture of this just so that Ben can get the full. Ben is scouring Joe the. Biden. No, I, I've seen pictures. Okay, I've seen it, pictures. It's, that's a freak show. I was thing. just trying to grab the name. The worst of the world is going. The name. Look at what they're look what they're putting in their cabinet over in America. What's mm-hmm. going on over there? And you know, again, people can be whatever they want to be. They can be trans, cross, whatever they want. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. But when you put them. On the front page of your newspaper as a cabinet member, people are going to say, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just... Um, well, is he putting him there because he's uh, qualified, or is he being put there because... Bingo. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to fit something in there. And what were the, what were the prior... Pandering. What were yeah, the pandering p- to the left. Got to yes. be woke. What yeah. were his prior gigs where he looked like that, where he had a job that qualified him to be in he is, he is smart. I mean, he, I, I saw his resume. He's like a... Triple major at Harvard, yeah. and he's got a PhD at Yale or MIT. So yeah. he's got the background, but he's got a closet full of uh, clothes too. You know, uh, apparently. How dare you? Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. I mean, I think it's odd. And look, I don't care oh, what people do. You know, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Maybe if I shave my head, <laughs> wear lipstick, lipstick yeah. put on a dress. I can get the midday gig at EEI. Here <laughs> we go. All right. Take, do me a favor. Take the night gig. Take the night gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get rid of that. Yeah, I can call you the fabulous sports babe. Okay, did I talk about the Look frozen about penis? The same. Yeah. I talked about the frozen penis. Yep. You know, I went back to my uh, to my hometown newspaper, and I, and I checked out. I was checking out obituaries because I'm at the age now where you always know somebody in there. You might die. Or you might, might be you. Yeah. It could be me. You know? yeah, oh, right. my God. Well, no I'm, wonder I'm feeling kind of punk. I'm dead. <laughs> um but I found out that two people from my past died in, in, recently. My old barber, 
His name was Bill Pagani. Mm-hmm. He was a, he's about 5'2". He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, really great. You know, not a great barber, but a really, really great guy. He used to go to him all the time, give him a haircut. How old? Oh, I don't know. He's probably 88 or something like yeah. that. He's old, you know. So I used to go in there, and he, uh, he, 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 he would sing the first line of a song. Like and then he would just stop singing the song completely. So you'd only get the first line. You know, he'd be like <laughs> doing your hair. Zzz, zzz. Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you. And then he would stop. You know, and in your mind you're going, "When you're young at heart." But he also was. He knew me. Then when I when I was in trouble for something, he knew. I'd come running into his barber shop and I'd sit down and pick up a magazine. He'd say, "What did you do?" <laughs> And he knew, like, what if I shoplifted or something like yeah. that? He always knew he had, like, a sixth sense. So Bill Pagani, God bless him, rest his soul. And also my industrial arts teacher in, yeah, in my junior year in high school, Husky Joe Busky. His name was Joe Busky, and we used to call him Husky Joe. Yeah. And he died. He was 99 wow. years old. And we, we used to break his balls. So... What I did in this class, you know, I was terrible at industrial arts. And we all had a project, woodworking. Yeah. And I was making, a, you know, some shitty little bookshelf. You know, some, they make you make stuff. And it's like a week to go in the class, and I was nowhere near. I hadn't even planed <laughs> the thing down or anything. I knew I was never going to get it done. So I coerced another friend of mine. to. We grabbed the wood putty. They used to lock the projects in these, these locking cages. They had locks on them so no one would steal them. We stuffed wood putty in the lock of the cage so no <laughs> no one could get their project in a whole class. We basically closed down the class for the rest of the year. Oh, Husky Joe Busky was so pissed. He gave everybody a C, Ooh. which is all I wanted, really. I, mean, I, was, I was definitely on pace for an F. <laughs> and and everybody got a C. And the people who worked really hard on their on their projects, you know, they were like pissed because they were trying to get an A. Did they know you did this? No. Oh, yeah. No. Only the two of us knew who did it. Yeah. But Busky got up in front of the class and said, some turd took, you know, <laughs> shove wood putty. In the... And that's how I got, that's how I passed. You know, it was getting a seat. Husky Joe Busky, dead. I just wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, you know. We'll miss you, Husky yeah. Joe Busky. <laughs> so I don't even know you, but I yeah, I miss you already. But you got to give him credit. He went to 99. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty big. That's pretty Taught big. you how to handle wood? What's that? Taught you how to handle wood? He did. Important yeah, person in did. your life. I, w- I sucked so bad at industrial arts because I didn't give two shits about uh, it. Like, who did back then? Nobody. It's like, it, was like, it was a burn. Well, I don't do it anymore. Terrible thing. So God rest his soul, uh, Joan. Now, over the course of your broadcast career, you've met every NBA player probably, right? A few. Yeah. But you probably met them all. When you were a sideline guy? I met a couple, yeah. Did you well, meet Michael Jordan? Yes. Did you sit, talk to him? Yeah, I never interviewed him, but I talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. See, I got that on him. Yeah. I interviewed well, you you interviewed Jordan? What's he like? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. A story? <laughs> it was the Hall of Fame game in Springfield. They sent me to cover it. And Michael Jordan and the Bulls were playing whoever. The so this Knicks. is while he's still playing? Yeah. Okay. So is I it what, like 93? Yeah, somewhere in it. No, even before that. It's probably okay. 90, 91. Okay. Yeah. So I go into the uh, locker room and it's and I sit down and I get the microphone. We get camera guys all around and I said so Michael uh, is it the shoes <laughs> he looks at me he goes it is if you believe it will be okay I said or, or is it the, the Gatorade he goes that too I said or is it is it the underpants he looks at me he smiles he goes a lot of options 
Who was the biggest dick? Biggest dick you ever in was a song? not had. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, my bad. I should have phrased Rob- that differently. Frank Robinson, by the way, is the answer to that. Yeah. Frank Robinson? Huge. Really? He's sitting on a folding chair playing cards in the Orioles locker room, and his thing was almost on the floor. You wondered why it was a five-legged chair? I said, I said no, I said, myself. I said, now that's a Hall of Famer right there. there you go. <laughs> this guy, I mean, well, Jesus, I'm whole, it, was, it was scary. Anyway, uh, Dave Winfield, too. Anyway. Who was the biggest dick? Oh, oh of, of the people I ever had yes. interviewed? Yeah. Billy Martin, no question. Really? Asshole. Why? Well, he had just gotten Other into than a, he was just a mean-ass drunk. He was a son of a bitch. Oh, he got in a fight with somebody, the marshmallow guy, whatever, Ed Whitson. He had some kind of brawl. And uh, we covered the Yankees-Red Sox uh, at, at Yankee Stadium. And he was just coming off. The, in fact, he had his lawyer with him in the locker room because he, he was afraid someone was going to ask him a question about that. So, And he was a prick, Billy Martin. So he had gone out in the third inning and, and demanded that Oil Can Boyd remove the gold chains around his neck because it was distracting the Yankee hitters. Oil Can had pitched three perfect innings. And he goes out on the top of the fourth, complains about the chain around Oil Can's neck. And then Oil Can just got pissed and blew up. And he started walking guys. He was really angry. Shocking. <laughs> so, Not the most stable human being from what I remember. So the Yankees win the game. So after the game, I go to Billy. I say, okay. I said, I said you kind of yanked Oil Can's chain a little bit there, didn't uh, you, in the fourth mm. inning? And he goes, I did not. He goes, we won this game with our bats. And he starts yelling at oh, me. Jesus. In front of everybody, like, you know, there's another camera. He's yelling at me. So I said to the camera guy, I go, let's get the fuck out of here. I walked away after that one because I didn't want to deal with him. You know, he's an asshole. And then he slammed into that telephone pole or tree, whatever, on his way home. And I thought to myself, it worked. (laughs) He was nasty. Who was the biggest asshole for you to deal with? You know what's funny? He was the, this guy was the biggest asshole and then I absolutely fell in love with him. He was a great guy, Rasheed Wallace. Okay. When he was with the Pistons, I'd be trying to do an interview inside the Pistons locker room, and he'd be blaring rap music and every N-word and F-word, blaring at the you know at, at 11, and he was just a jackass. Yeah. He comes to the Celtics, couldn't have been nicer. Huh. He would bring beers on the plane because yeah. you weren't allowed to have beer on the plane. It was yeah. a Danny Ainge rule. But he'd bring, he'd have the, uh, he'd have the ball boys give him a, a you know six pack of beer and he'd hand out beer on the plane. He was a great guy. Yeah. He was a great guy. <laughs> so he went from being the biggest asshole to one of the nicest guys yeah. I ever interviewed. I said the nicest guy I ever interviewed was Ernie Banks. I, I'll never go away from that theory. He was the nicest man ever, and I, I had I talked about him at length with uh, Ferguson Jenkins when I went out to dinner with Bill Lee and Fergie Jenkins. He says, everybody feels the same way about Ernie Banks. Everybody. Isn't that nice? Every teammate, every every media person, everybody that's ever met him loves Ernie Banks. And uh, to this day, you know, God rest his soul, I love Ernie Banks. I talk to him every night. I go, hey, I'm a 14. How's it it going up there? He talks back. He says, oh, it's great. Sex in the morning, sex in the afternoon, sex in the evening. <laughs> I said, oh, that's what heaven's like. Huh? He says, no, I'm a jackrabbit in Arizona. <laughs> okay, so now I've watched two ads. <laughs> I watched You're two ads. imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched two. Uh, uh, okay, here, here's what. Fr- i gotta tell, I got to be honest with you. This freaked me out a little bit. What is it? I'm watching TV, and here's this guy. You know, it's a commercial for eHarmony. Here's this guy making toast and putting peanut butter on the toast. He's all smiley. And 
All of a sudden, someone comes bounding down the stairs, and it's his lover. Oh. Another guy. Okay. And I thought to myself, when, does he, when did eHarmony start doing ads for gay people? When the gay people started to complain. But, but what were they complaining about? That the gay people weren't being represented. But they, they go on eHarmony. They can find them, but you don't have to have a commercial about it. Well, do I you? think they always, they always could, but they just weren't being represented. But do you need a commercial for that? Well, Does it make you uncomfortable? The more you tell it, the I, more you sell it. Well, I just think, you know, if you're a kid growing up and you're done trying to decide what, which which turn you want to make here, isn't it kind of isn't it kind of weird to have, you know, again, it's, I don't know how many people out of 100 would be gay. What's the, does anybody know? 10? 5, 7, I don't know. 30, yeah, like 31. Seven. That's a, seven. That's a, seven's a good number. Seven's a good number. I'm just wondering we'll if that's a, if it's going to be normal now because right after it was a big Tarvey ad for if you if you have AIDS, right after it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there was a time when you watched TV and you never had to worry about trying to explain something like that to your kid, mm-hmm. but now you do, I guess, because it was prime time. No, I just avoid it. What TV? No, explaining stuff like that to my kid. Oh. <laughs> Anything that's controversial, it I just says, I avoid it. Currently, seven point one percent of U.S. That. adults identify as LGBT. Oh, Did you know that? Or no. was that just a guess? It was a good guess. That's a oh, very yeah. good guess. guess. A little too good, I think. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> Somebody knows a little bit more than they're letting <laughs> a little on. Too, a little too good, Ben. <laughs> Where do you think the point one comes <laughs> from? <laughs> All right, let's talk about problems in sports because Greg Dickerson spent his whole life in the world of sports doing. Uh, uh, you know, basketball and, and and sports talk radio and, and such. Let's get some opinions from all of us on this. All right, go ahead. Uh, let's start with uh, baseball. The biggest problems in baseball right now. They're not playing. That's what. Big that's problem. the biggest. I think that's problem. the biggest problem, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and they they may not play for a while. And I've been through this before. You know, the strike season in '94. They sent '95. Necken sent me down to cover the, and there was no one there. '81. '81 was a half. Yeah, a little bit of a fraudulent situation, but. They're doing it again, and it's. I think it's a greed thing. What do you think? Because the average salary is, for a major league player is like, you know, two million dollars a year or something. Mm. Yeah, but that's the average salary. You got to look at what yeah. your twenty third guy, twenty fourth guy mm-hmm. is making. Those guys are getting porked, and the minor leaguers are getting porked too. The thing that I love is they want to take away minor league jobs. Did you see the one thing? And yeah. I forget who it was. Did you see? Um, God, I think he was with the Padres. He was a minor league with the Padres, and he showed his W two. You know how much he made last year? Eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, eleven thousand dollars. Did he get a? Did he get daily stipends for meals? Probably not, because this that probably this, includes it. In this day and age, you go to the grocery store. That's a lot of money. That's how much? You know, but I mean, the owners are now against the players. Here we go again. But I look around. And I see. Oh, this guy's making thirty million dollars a year to pitch. Every five days, like a David Price, for example. Yeah, th- but those guys are screwing up that curve. Those guys right. are making that average look so much higher. But the regulars, the guys that yeah. start on the team, their average salaries are all ten million, mm. twelve million. For I mean, where does it end? Well, oh, we won't be happy till we get fifty million. Are you? Yeah, but it's not them. It's it's again the majority of the guys out there are making a million. Half million, four hundred thousand. Those are minor leaguers. Though. No, no, those no, are no, no, those no. those are major leaguers. Yeah. Those are and and think about it. If you're making a million bucks, five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand well, after taxes, okay. after agent fees. I'd like to know what that number really is, though. For the av- the average the average salary, even if you're in, a, in an entry level, uh, you're on the team for the whole year. Let's say you don't come up and down from AAA, but you're on the team the whole year. What do you make? And how much do you need to make in in you know really six to eight months worth of work? And if they pay for your food and their travel and your hotels and all that stuff, I don't know. You're still playing baseball. 
If you want to get better and make ten million, you you got to cheat, you do, do steroids, <laughs> do something. <laughs> you know, it's the only way to get up to that scale. I'm just wondering, the minimum salary? What is this? Well, over five hundred thousand dollars. So that's pretty good. Actually. Yeah, but that's before taxes, before your agent, for agent fees, before yeah. I wonder what, everything else. So you're see, the, the big problem grand. I'm having with this whole thing is they're all fighting over the money, which I don't really care about. Yeah. No one seems to give a shit about making the game actually better and more palatable or mm. anything like that. They're I not who fucked they up. They don't the care about that side of TV. it. Like, the money will come if you get more fans. TV screwed baseball. Here's why: they used to have one minute commercial breaks in between each inning. Yeah. Now they have two minutes. And, and and it's a TV thing. And then when you got the batters coming up to the plate, they're, they're looking for their TV time, their camera time, their FaceTime. So they, they back out of the box. They know the camera's going to be on them for the whole at-bat. It, it's it slowed everything down. The pitchers got to get their shit together. And we got to get back to two, two-and-a-half-hour well, games. Well, think about it like this as well. How Your youngest kid's 11, right? Yeah. Does an 11-year-old have a bedtime? I don't know how this works. Like, does he have to go to bed by, like, 10 or something like that? I put. I make him go to bed. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, you just want him to shut up and he leave you alone. Me. He hates me. But seriously, like ten o'clock or something like that. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Which what game is going to end before ten o'clock? So kids like fourteen, thirteen, whatever, and younger can never see the end of a regular week. Yeah, but game forget about ever. the end of a game. Too long. It's just, it, it, it's just the, the the attention span. Yeah. I'm fifty one. I don't have the attention span no. to watch a two hour and forty five minute game, let alone a thirteen year old. They're like, okay, let's what That's why I like let me Red move Sox on. in next? two. Give me the whole game in oh, yeah. two condensed Atten- hours. I think attention span is a pro- a problem. What were you just saying about it? It was something about you were telling us something about something about the Olympic skier with the frozen penis. <laughs> that's where I left. That's where you left. That's yeah, where, that's I, where I dropped off uh, too. I have a, I have a, myself having a, a uh, problem with uh, what is it? What is it? Oh yeah, it's attention span. So, uh, by the way, your girlfriend, yes, Liz, who's a doll, yes, sent me a, a text saying about the members talking about cage free eggs. Yes. She told me that there's this thing called uh, an egg. It's an egg. It's a device that you could makes perfect hard boiled eggs. Oh, you need uh, it's like a slow cooker or something like that. Yeah, we yeah. have one. Yeah, yeah. The, but I had a problem with the egg pods. I saw it on TV. You know, the, oh, perfect eggs are just thirty. Oh, egg pods. Oh, call one eight hundred. Yeah, I, I ordered one. <laughs> I ordered one, and they fucked me. Is that the one you put in the microwave? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what happened with it was, I ordered it, and then my my credit card was hacked. They were buying stuff at Best Buy and and uh, Verizon with my credit card that I used on the website to buy the egg pod thing. Oh, and the egg pod thing never came. What about all the stuff from Best Buy? Did you get all that? Yeah. yeah. You got all that stuff? Yeah. It worked pretty well. <laughs> it was a pretty good little thing. All right. So let's move on to a different sport. Problems with the NBA right now. There isn't one. No. You know, one problem. I'm not involved in it. Oh, ah, other than that, other than that, more it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> Here's my problem with it. Three-pointers, I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. All they do is run them down, set up a three-point shot, and then they shoot that. And that's how they, that's the whole scoring thing now. There's no more passing to go into the hoop and, you know, the short, the intermediate game, inside game. Try coaching 13-year-olds. Try coaching 13 they shooting threes? All they friggin' want to do is just pull up and shoot 22-footers. That they can't and 25 make. Footers that they can't make. <laughs> I can't, can't tell make. you. I can't tell you how many times. Logan, no threes. Logan, stop shooting threes. Take it to the basket. Yeah, yeah, they, they, don't, they, don't. they won't do that. <laughs> the other thing is the self-aggrandization of these players now. You know, you're on a team, you're playing basketball. Somebody passed you the ball, you scored. 
Do you have to run back down the court pounding your own chest? Look at me. Look what I just did. I scored. You know, just play. No, Act like that. you've been there before. No, no problem. Yeah, I'd like that. Show yeah, some passion. Yeah, right. you know, passion. It's, it's you, better than just... No, you can show something. passion, but you don't have to, like, look at, you know... It, it, what, do you want to go back a, to taking the friggin' ball out of a peach basket and having a sure. jump ball every single time? I don't know. I just don't Low like... Low fives? It's like, they act like, you know, it's all about them and not about the team. And the team the team element in bed, that's my he complaint. just wants to run some mic and drills. Right, exactly. Well... Run the picket fence. We need more picket fence in the NBA. <laughs> oh, here's another thing. Here's another thing. All of a sudden, it is this superstar thing. Oh, when it's it's the All-Star game. Team LeBron and Team KD. Oh, yeah. Shut the f- I hate that. Don't make it about one player. No one's bigger than the game. East, West. You know, that's what it used to be. You yeah, but they did, the, they did that solely for the purpose of cr- creating another TV show out of it, which was, yep. hey, we get to do a draft. But and that was their Mike, it's been like that for 40 years. Go back to the 80s. I bet you love basketball in the 80s, yep, right? I did. And what was it all about? It was about was it Celtics Lakers? No, Bird Magic. It was Bird Magic. Well, it I, was Doctor J. It was George Gervin. That's what it's always Jordan been. Bird never ran down the court pounding his own chest and pointing to himself. Look at me. Look. Well, at he's me. too busy talking uh, shit. Well, <laughs> he's too busy ignoring his daughter. They're gonna name the team. They're gonna name. They're gonna name the team after LeBron. I, I'm so sick of LeBron. You I just wish hate he would LeBron. go away. You just hate LeBron. I do. Well, when he plays for the Celtics, you're gonna like him. I'm, I'm Couple never. Couple years from now, I won't like him if he plays for the gets drafted. Yeah, when Bronny gets drafted, and when LeBron, who's a part owner of the Red Sox, when the Celtics pick him up in three years, you will love it. I will not. Yes, you will. I will not. I promise you, I, I can't stand that guy. He's been get, he's been gifted with all kinds of referees calls since his final year in high school. And and everything. Oh, don't don't call foul on LeBron. We don't want him out of the game. Fuck you. LeBron always says nice things about you. Yeah. Does he? You've never yeah. heard him say a bad thing no, about you. No. I talked to him a couple right. years ago. He said, "Hey, how's that, Mike Adams? Doing? You good?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw his wedding on your TV show. I really wish it I had been there. It was good. Uh, how yeah, about back when he was sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, he wanted to be one of the flower children? <laughs> yeah. How about uh, hockey? I I know what to, I know what, exactly how to solve hockey's problems, and you know I do. I There's do. Two, they got two problems. What, what, what are they? Well, first of all, everybody says not enough scoring. I've said this before. Two pucks. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I call it my two. It's puck so sh- dumb. I love it, and I want to see it. My two puck Shakur theory. If you put two pucks out there, there'll be twice as much scoring. I promise you, maybe more, but there'll be at least twice as much scoring. A B. They need more Asians playing. Got to have more Asian players because they, they got to open up the market like they did with the NBA. Not that there's Asian players in uh, in the NBA, but they, they it's a huge thing over in China. Got to do the same thing with hockey now, especially after the Winter Olympics, and get some little Asian players in there. I'll go back to the two-puck thing. I want to hate it. It's I terrible. It's, good it's, it's terrible, it's but, so I bad it, but I don't you're hate like, it. I kind of want to see uh, yeah. what fucking what chaos like. this creates. Exactly. Simultaneous puck drops at both. You don't run in the middle. You'll and, see much bigger hits. Well, and think about the goalie. The goalie <laughs> could be, run into each other. When the goalie's under siege, it's like, save, 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 save. You know, the other guy's out the other way going, what about me? But the the thing is that uh, two pucks, you have a guy skate and score at the same time, both ends. It's like, yeah, final scores would be like 14 to 12. You just want to turn hockey into Quidditch. I think it's a good idea, and I get no credit for this. You well, you'll get Greg credit. Dickerson I'm giving likes you credit. It. I like it. Yeah, and he, Greg Dickerson. The Asian thing I don't get quite as much, but I like the I like the two-puck thing. Well, you got problems with Asians? You don't like not, Asians? Not at all. I like Asian. I like 
What, I love Asian. Some of my closest friends are Asian. There you go. <laughs> they, they can't, what, they can't skate because they're Asian? No, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think we do that, and then all of a sudden it'll open everything up, you know? I mean, we've already had the word that the Russians are playing, yep. you know? Like, they... Right? Or why can't Asians play? I, I don't. You, do you ever see any Chinese players? I've never seen a Chinese hockey player. Right. Or, or you know what? If you can't get Asians, get midgets. And here's why: people love midgets. When when a midget's skating up and down the thing with a puck, you're gonna root for that kid. You kid. are. Peter Dinklage would kick you right in the shin. Yeah. He would not be happy with no. you at all right now. Yeah, no, he'd need a no, stool no. to do it though. So, <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's my my way to fix all the. Uh, Problems Thank, in sports. Thanks, Mike. Now, about this lift driving thing. Now, Greg Dickerson, you know that I'm a lift driver. That's, yeah. that's something you might want to do because it's All fun. you got the gift of gab. Yeah, but you know what? Here, can I ask you this question? When, when you're driving people, do you talk to them? Yeah, You do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, just, we don't want to talk to you. As a, as, a, as a passenger, Yeah. there are times where I just, if I'm going to the airport... I, I, for a 40-minute drive to the airport, I don't want to be yapped at for 45 minutes. I really, no offense, I'm sure you're a wonderful Lyft driver, and all Lyft drivers out there are no, wonderful I'm the people. Best. Okay, you're the best. Yeah. But I, I just don't want to, I, I just sometimes, I just, shh. Yeah. Especially but, when it's, oh, 6 o'clock in the morning? Right. Don't talk to me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Right. There's I just want to be like quiet. That. There's people, but you can feel those people out when they get in and they turn their devices on and they plug in their headphones right away and they look down. They, they, you know they don't want to talk, so you just don't. But you me. still talk to them. No. <laughs> I just sing. <laughs> That's fine. What you listening to? Fine. What you listening to? I go, I go, you know what my favorite song is? 99 Luft Balloons, and I sing the whole thing. Starting ah, with Nina. One, yeah, so one one bottle of beer now, in the now, wall. Do you, do you ask, do you ask, uh, the passengers, what they want to listen to? Or do you say anything no. to them? No, I don't ask them because I don't want to listen to what the fuck they want I, to I went to the airport. He I, just puts on the Dominican station. I had something worse. <laughs> I went to the airport uh, like two months ago, and I, my Lyft driver puts on a Catholic channel not, uh, or, or some sort of Boston Archdiocese channel. So for 40 yeah, minutes. it's called WAAF. Is, no, is, is that what it was? No. They, they, they no, just beg for, for, no, no, for money. No, no, <laughs> no. This is literally, they're literally, for 40 minutes, I had to listen to a sermon. A mass. I had to listen to a mass. <laughs> yeah. I had to listen to a mass. I'm like, what kind of human being is driving me playing a mass? And God love you if you're into your religion and all that, but I don't want to hear it. Was he speeding? Was he driving like a maniac? No, he was driving slowly, so I had to listen to the whole damn thing. Did Jesus take the wheel? I wanted Jesus I wanted to take to the wheel. I wanted to be my steering wheel, not my spare tire. I wanted Jesus to take the wheel and drive me off the road if I had to listen to the whole thing. Right. Jesus is I'm not, just I'm not a, with me. I'm not a religious person. i got to tell you this awful radio story from my first job in radio. I used to engineer religious broadcasts. Guys would come in. And, and I'd sit there and I'd run the board for them and they'd talk about the Lord or whatever. And, uh, you know, they were priests or pastors or what have you. And uh, I had this one, this guy I worked with, Jay Diamond. He was the twitchiest, freakiest, he was the night guy. I mean, he did like eight cups of coffee, half a bottle of Dristan, 55 lucky cigarettes every single night. And he was just a nervous wreck. Dristan. So I walk in with this priest behind me, who's, and I'm about to record, and I walk into the main studio. And he, Jay Diamond's in the studio going, God damn it, it's a fucking thing. There's shit. He's swearing because something went wrong. I said, Jay, this is a man of God. You know, the guy was four, two feet behind me. 
Jay, Jay Diamond says, fuck God. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what's he ever done for me? Oh, and, the, and the priest goes, oh, my. And he backs out of the room, and I'm like, Jay, what, what are you doing? <laughs> First thing you say, fuck God? You can't say that. Oh. Anyway, uh, so uh, – and then we had the um, – the guys, the, the the overnight guys, the tapes that I used to run, and I'd fall asleep during them, and I'd wake up, the tape be going around and around dead air for like 15 minutes. What am I doing? Uh, pause for prayer. You know, they had a, a world missionary evangelism with the Reverend John Douglas. It's time to you for you to donate so we, we can get water buffalo for the people of India. <laughs> and, but, 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 and, talking to, and I'm like, oh, does people actually do this? Yeah. And he'd say... I would like my darling daughter, Yvonne, to tell you about the problems in Bangladesh. Yvonne? And she'd go, thanks, Dad. And she, <laughs> she had a lower voice than he did. And I said, I have to listen to this shit? Yeah. So the morning show had a quarter of six in the morning was a show called, pause, was uh, uh, called, uh, what was it called? Oh, uh, Melvin Munn's Lifeline. It was a Lifeline program. Melvin Munn's and it was on, it was Lifeline. On, it was on a disc, so you had to cue it up like a record. Yeah. And the first word he would say is, this is Lifeline. And if you know anything about radio, if you, the word this backwards is shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd say, this is life." So I'm cueing it. This shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. I cued, because I was a rookie, I cued it like a hundred fucking times. So, and I didn't realize was that the pot was up. It wasn't in cue. It was going out over the air, and I'm going, this shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. And it's going out over the fucking guy talking the whole time. Like I said, I, and then the, the morning guy comes in. Bright red from laughing. He's laughing the whole way in his car. And he leans over and turns the pot down on cue right in front of me. And I went, oh, oh my God. That was, I I've lost the greatest job I've ever had my entire life. I know what I was doing. I can't believe it. So those religious guys, they were awful. They were awful. And Elsa, I mean, Elsa Martin Ramsey from Dallas, Texas, could you send me a dollar or a dime so I could get Bibles to the young people? Unbelievable. And she, I think she recorded on one of those Wallen sack, uh, you know, clunk, you know, because every time she'd stop, you'd hear clunk, and the thing would turn off and turn back on at a different level. God, early radio, man. You know what I made at that job? $1.85. That much? An hour. After or before taxes? <laughs> Pathetic. Look. Now, you made the big money when you were doing I TV. Was, when I was working with Tangway, I was making 11 grand a year, baby. Yeah. Just like a minor leaguer. No, that's, a, that's the radio job. But at the TV level, you guys were pulling it in. We're doing time. okay. We were doing okay. Yeah. You, yeah, we're doing all right. And you had, that's why I had no problem letting you guys into my wedding back right. 19 years ago. <laughs> These guys, look at how they're dressed. And uh, Tangway continued to make that sweet, sweet TV money, and now he's an actor. Now look at him. What's he doing? I wonder now? why he doesn't talk oh, to him. You, don't, you don't talk to him. No, because no, he's a big actor now. Yeah. He, well, you know he does all those all those movies. Yeah. Like any movie that comes to Boston. He's he, always the he's, reporter. He's yeah. all that's all he does. Yeah. He's a little tight guy. Chappaquiddick, he was the reporter. He was the reporter, right. Yeah. He's good at it. Knives out. He was so, the reporter. The reporter. Yeah. So should we call him and say can we say, Don't look up. Fuck's he was the going reporter. on with you? How come you yes. haven't talked to Dickerson in five yes, years? Yes, I want to know. Jeez. There was a point in time where I just didn't give a shit, and I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm past it. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to know. We were close. Yeah. And yeah. What did I? What did I do wrong? That's what I'm thinking. Well, what did I do wrong? It had to be. It had to be me. Plus, I'm thinking, you know, no. we got to get this guy back on the air. That's where he belongs. You know, he clearly belongs on the air. So, Gary, tell us, what was it about Greg? 
What did he do wrong? That's it. Yes. What did he say? I, he... I did shit all over him at a couple of times. <laughs> well, that'll do it. When, oh, all right. Well, no. Now we're getting well, the no, full no, no. story. No, no when, when, when he ghosted me oh. and I was on EEI, I did shit all over him a couple of times yeah. because I was I was pissed. You, you were hurt. So I was, you were hurt. I was hurt. It was, it was you know, I was upset. You were abandoned by Deep a friend. down, I didn't mean it. You can't abandon your friends under any circumstances, right. and he did that to you. Yeah. Big Hollywood movie star, Oscar-winning oh, uh, Oscar movie that he's in or Oscar-nominated uh, movie you know, that he's in. You can't get by with just a voice. You have to have respect for people. Okay, Gary, if you're out there listening, get your shit together, okay? Get it together. Or Don't I'm, forget, Gary. Don't Gary, forget. Don't forget. And please Charlton, Massachusetts State Police Barracks in Charlton. <laughs> I was there. Who else was there? Yes. Nobody. nobody. I was there. Thank you. you. Yeah. You always have to have one of those guys that'll come and get Gary, you. Gary, please be a guest on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the reason I'm not friends with Bill Patrick anymore. He had to get me from out of two police stations. In the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning. He didn't like it, so he, we stopped being friends. Uh, President's Day, I just want to give you guys a quick President's Quiz. Shout out the answers if you know. Right? Okay. Rutherford is, B. Hayes. Mm, I know him. Yeah. First president that was ever on TV. Eisenhower. Wrong. Truman? Uh, Truman. Wrong. FDR. Yes. Wow. Mm. 1939. Mm. He was on TV. Mm. Oh. Wasn't standing. Yeah. No, well. It's just stationary. Is that okay? Is that okay? Can we say that now? Is that okay? Is it I don't know. It might, time? might be too soon. It might be too soon. First president who was a Boy Scout. FDR. Kennedy. Wrong. Yes. Who said Kennedy? I agree right here. The guy, <laughs> guy right next to you. <laughs> I thought it's the one who screamed it in your ear. It's our guest, yes. Most. Yeah, you're looking over my shoulder, oh, Dickerson. Come on, yeah. man. The president that had the most children, Sean Kemp. <laughs> Who was it? Had to be somebody like back in the 1800s. I'll that... give you a hint. 15 kids. Monroe. Shit. Um, no, 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 no. He, one of his kids is like still alive or died recently, right? Franklin Pierce. <laughs> no, our no. 14th president? Well, yeah. No, born on November 23rd? That's him, yeah. I know all about presidents. Okay. New Hampshire? That's right. Concord, New Hampshire. That's great. Yeah. No. John Tyler. John Hot Nuts Tyler was the mm. <laughs> Hot Nuts. Fifteen kids. Fifteen. It's not too shabby. Hot nuts. Shabby. Not a lot of swimaways from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the first president born as a US citizen. Born as Obama. a US citizen. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's Abraham Lincoln. No. I'll tell you, here's why. The first people that were born, they were British subjects until there was an America. Until there actually was a United States, you can't have a United States citizen. So it was M Martin Van Buren. Marty. Dutch oh, bastard. Van Buren boys. The rest were all British subjects. Remember them? The Van Buren boys? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the way, Martin Van Buren, incidentally, yeah. was the only president who had English as a second language. His, his, his main language was Dutch. Huh. Martin Van yep. Buren. Not, have you seen a picture of him? Not a particularly uh, no. good-looking uh, gentleman. No. No. He, no, he a little was, fella, too. Was I, he a little guy? I think so. Yeah, he didn't even speak English. That's why he's not on the money. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, you, you don't get laid if when you're a president you're not on any money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, Jefferson? Well, Clinton's not on bill? any money. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> uh, Kennedy. No. Well, no, he had the silver dollar. He had the dollar, yeah. 
Well, then, you know, then there's Ben Franklin, who wasn't a president. He got laid all the time. He'd yeah. say to Just the prostitutes, he'd go, France. look at this. See this $100 bill? <laughs> yeah. That's me. You want That's it? me, yeah. You want to earn this? I'm Lincoln, not a very good-looking guy. Get over there and take off that brassiere. Um <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt was blind in his left eye. Why? Boxing. Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at that. Ben. How'd you know that? I've read a biography that's of him. Two, Lying in that's the White two House. things that you just pulled out of your ass. You should have seen me really destroy good. him in a quiz two yeah, weeks ago. It's I true. Good. Well, sometimes Ben is actually cogent. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, in now, between bong packs. All the these presidents died in office. I want you to tell me how they died. Okay. Okay, there's eight of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zachary Taylor. Shot in the head. <laughs> Explosive diarrhea. He died of inflammation of the stomach and intestines. Explosive diarrhea. When you have nausea, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. That was very good. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Polio. 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 No. No. No Leo. Did he have a stroke? Yep. Okay. Okay. Two guesses. Caused by polio. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're right. I don't. I'm sorry. Polio did to me? What did it do that's to you? Why, look, that's why my middle leg is so short. Oh, man. Mm. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> oh, man. How'd he die? Brain surgery gone awry? Shot in the head. There you go. That's right. And you that's a, that's a sh- song by... Uh, Shot in the head. And, <laughs> bon Jovi, is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so let's take out the assassination guys, because you are... Okay, who yeah, are they? McKinley, Kennedy, and Lincoln. And Garfield. And Garfield. And, yeah, Johnny. The cat. They shot the cat and the cartoon character. Fuckers. John Garfield, born on my birthday, January 29th. January 29th. 29th. Yeah. And Oprah, too. Much. And Oprah. And Tom Selleck. God. How about that, huh? Damn it. Jeez. Look what I bring to the table. Only Tom Selleck has to stoop to selling reverse mortgages. <laughs> Blue bloods. <laughs> Oprah's uh. giving him the mortgages. <laughs> All right. Uh, Warren G. Harding. How did he die? Priapism. St- stroke. No, it's a fucking heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. Fucking, huh? He had a cardiac disorder. I was died of a fucking heart attack. Some of that kid. Uh, William Henry Harrison? He died of, like, the flu Pneumonia. Yeah. 90 days after he was sworn in because he wanted to be a tough guy and do it without a hat. That's when it was right. in February. Yeah. That's right. Or, Mar- or March or something. Yeah, yeah. well, he, right. 30, because, because he's out there in the rain doing his uh, inaugural. And he did a 90-minute speech in the Dumbass. freezing rain. Dumbass. I'll show you. Good. <laughs> Deserves it. That'll ruin you every single time, those 90-minute speeches out in the rain. Uh, I want to thank uh, Greg Dickerson for coming for by. What? Just for coming by. Oh, we haven't man. seen you in a long time. Just for existing. Thanks for having me. He's Thanks, doing Greg. great. I think we just got to get him on the air where he belongs. I, I, I was wondering. I actually left the house for the first time in six weeks, I think it was. Man. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we have to get you out again. You can come back anytime. Don't, Anytime don't, you don't want. tell me that because I'll just show up. Well, that's all right. Because I now know where you are and where this place is. I'll just show up. <laughs> I know, and we do this at the uh, amazing uh, Pelham Island Studios here. And this is the quality. The, notice the sound quality is perfect. That Spinny did that. <laughs> is it? I right. kind of sound like Gary Tank. That's right. I can make you sound like Gary. Yes. We, we record all kinds of music here, too, as well. Uh, and uh, in fact, Joe and Jerry come by every single week and do uh, our closing number for us. Yeah. And the quality of that is just amazing. It sounds like it was recorded in a, you know, Abbey Road or something. Studio 2. You know? Yeah. Uh, so everybody, hire Greg Dickerson. He's, he's worth it. Even if it's not in broadcasting, I'll take it. Whatever it is. <laughs> ben, Shaw's, Market Basket, whatever. Shaw's. 
They're hiring. They, they're they hiring. Are hiring. They need cashiers. You know who I've always heard. mentions Shaw's is Joe is Joe when he does Castiglione. Would you be willing to work in the deli department? I would. Okay. I used to work in the fish department at Stop and Shop back in the day. Oh, uh, all so right. I, so we do so have some experience. I have a little experience. Thank you very all much. Right. I used to steal the uh, used to steal the lobster. <laughs> Don't I, say that part in the interview. That's right. You don't say I that. I don't well, think you get like, That was like 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, but Past they, the statute of limitations. They go, habits. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. He did it once. He'll do it again. <laughs> that son of a bitch. You're listening to the Crustacean Station, where we teach you how to steal lobsters and uh, wet your whistle on this from Joe and Jerry. One, two, three. Good love it. Good love it. Good, love it. But I was feeling so bad. I asked my family doctor just what I had. He said, VD. I said, Doctor. Doctor. Mr. MD. Doctor. Now, can you tell me what's ailing me? Doctor. Uh, he said, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, indeed. All I really need, Joe. Good loving. All I need is loving. Good loving, baby. Now, honey, please squeeze me tight. Don't you want my wee wee to be all right? I said, baby. It's for sure. I got the fever, yeah. And you got the cure. Everybody! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, indeed. That's Shaw's all I really need. Come on and give me that loving. All I need is loving. Good loving, baby. I like this part the best. This is where I get to slam my fingers down on my organ. It's pretty good organ playing, isn't it? I remember when you used to tinkle on your piano. Yeah, now I just bang on my organ, Joe. At Shaw's. Good loving! Good loving! Good loving! All I need is loving! Loving early in the morning now. An early morning boner. 